you for listening to this message from the Northgate. I want to talk about a couple things prophetically that happened in our Passover service that I've, I've been stewing on for a couple of weeks since, since it happened. And um, <clears throat> I know it's koinonia, but I just keep hearing Passover. So that's, and I think both those things are significant. We're passing over into koinonia. Because those of us in the room that are close, we really love one another. It's not a church professionalism thing. It's not people on the outside or people on the left would probably like poke at that. Who cares? I'm not here to talk about them anyways. I'm talking about the, the love I feel when I see Mike Clendenin walk in the room. When no one else is here or see Bibi over here laying, about scared me to death the other day. I walked back there and had no idea. I just, I'm going to go back here and just, Laying out, no one could see me. And I walked back there. Oh, there's BB in there. <laughs> crying out, crying out in the back of the seats. I'm like, dang it. Must have heard the same revelation. <laughs> Brother BB over there. Oh, man. So at Passover, you know, we do it slightly different every year. You know what I mean? And if you're thinking like we do a Passover service like Jewish tradition, you're out of your mind. It don't look anything like that. <laughs> so some people probably in their head, they're thinking like cedar dinner. Like, no, that's not what we do. And uh, for those of you that don't know, we kind of, the last couple of years, we set up tables. We have a feast or a dinner with one another. We take communion. And then uh, this year we testified. And a few people came up and gave some powerful testimonies. And then we went around praying for each other and prophesying over one another. And man, I just love those. Especially this year. I, I feel like this was the single most important Passover service we've ever done. And that's even more important than the one that helped sow into our adoption. Just to tell you how significant it was to me of going around the room. Because I really feel like we've stepped into a new era for us. Amen. So when I was praying for Kevin at Passover, it's just in, in my mind, I just kept seeing seed instantly becoming a tree. I saw like a light seed and that seed would instantly flow into a tree. And it was as if, and I know we give offerings that we have a seed that we sow in that service and all that stuff. And, and it, it was as if that, that seed was instantly a tree of life. And then as I'm going around, and, and a lot of times, you know, you just think it's for that particular person when it was because I was praying into them. And then I started going around, then I go up to Jeremy, who is back over in this corner, and I see the same thing. When that stuff starts to happen, you start to say two or three things in a room. It could be just for two or three of those individuals. But I start to realize that it's God's doing something corporately in that. Does that make sense? So if you guys are here now and you're like, hey, he prayed that over me. Listen, they're just, I think this is, you too, the Lord want to mark you personally, but I think this is something he's doing with us. And I think we got some evidence for that. So, but let's go to Proverbs 13, 12. I felt nudged today to check out the New Living Translation. I don't even think we have a New Living Bible. It's pretty much New King James and Passion for me, just kind of my flow. Nothing against it, but I felt nudged to check it out. And I love this verse in the New Living Translation because it's definitely what I feel like the Lord, they just switch one word here and it's just so powerful. How many of you heard this scripture before, like a thousand times? Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is what? A tree of life. 
And when I was praying over people at Passover, what I was seeing was like, their dreams were instantly from a seed to a tree. And I saw that tree, it was a tree of light and it had energy flowing to every limb, every root system, up and down, continually just moving, vibrating, almost like you see in the matrix, but it wasn't green. It was like light just boom, 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 flowing in there. And I realized that this, these seeds were instantly becoming dreams fulfilled. It was this, as if you can't even cast the seed fast enough and the fulfillment of it was there. It was as if your seed instantly grew into a tree before you even had time to nurture it. Let's go to Amos 9.13. You've all heard this before. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman should overtake the reaper and the tread of, treader of grapes, him who sows seed. And the mountains shall drip, shall drip with sweet wine and all the hills shall flow with it. You know, I even made the connection earlier when I was writing this down. She, what'd she sing about tonight? New wine. Wow. See, this scripture is talking about you, you're going to reap a harvest before you even sow. Now, I believe this could happen two ways. There's the law of sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest, right? Which is clearly in scripture. And that how many understand how accrued interest works? Like in a retirement account. If you ever listen to Pop Ed, he's got this thing with pennies. You take a penny and you double it every day and you end up with like a trillion dollars or something. Whatever the number is, I don't know. He's probably got in his back pocket because he loves that thing. And it's, it's truth. There's something about interest that it seems like you save for retirement. For those of you who don't talk about for 20, 30 years and you don't make any progress, then all of a sudden you go back and look in those 401ks or whatever and you're like, whoa, I got how much money in there? <clears throat> how did that happen? Because you kept sowing into it, sowing it, and it was little by little until what a wave came. So, so this this could happen there, but I don't I don't believe that's the fullness of what this is talking about. I had an experience one time when Jen and I first got married. I don't know what we were doing, but on our one account, like we were on the way to a wedding. We're on the way to my uncle Dave's wedding, and we're kind of debating what to give. And I'm like, I feel we got to give 500 bucks. But in that checking account, and I think we had some in savings, so it wasn't like our last book, but it was like, there was like $554 or something like that. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. So he's like, she's like, are you sure we're going to have $51 in that account? And I'm like, whatever, the Lord said it, so let's do it. She's like, okay. So literally before we got to even give it to my Uncle Dave for his wedding, someone gave us a card. Guess how much was in it? And we laughed. We're like, literally, we didn't even get to sew the $500 and we already got it. We got it back before we even got to sew it. Right? And this isn't a prosperity thing. It's not, it, it, it covers that, yes, but that's not why I'm talking about that. We already took up offering. I'm not trying to get an extra five bucks out of your pocket. But I think there's a supernatural piece to this where literally God knows exactly what you're going to do and, and abundance comes before you even get to sow the thing, you're reaping a harvest already out of it. <clears throat> There's some scriptures, man, that mess with me. The Lord goes to destroy Sodom. If you've been around for a long time, you probably heard me teach about this. And he sees two angels, right? Abraham sees two angels and he's like, yo, what's going on, dude? 
And then, then it said, then the Lord said, wait, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing considering who he's going to be? Considering in him is a great and mighty nation and through him all the nations will be blessed. Abraham was not that man. Abraham never became that man until he was in heaven for hundreds of years. But on the way to do something, come on, does not the word say, a master doesn't tell his servants what he's doing, but he tells his friends. Abraham walked as a friend of God thousands of years before the new covenant was established and literally got treated in his beginning days as if he was the final product that wouldn't happen until he's in heaven. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes God treats you according to what he knows you're going to be. Explain that to me if not. Right? Shall I had from Abraham, my friend, considering who he's going to become, pretty much is what he's saying, to who he's going to become. So sometimes... There's just a moment where God just treats you and you're like, why are you being so good in my life? I don't deserve this. He's like, yeah, but I see what you're going to do 10 years from now. And it's going to be incredible. Man. Did you know your dreams? Or his dreams? I'm not talking fantasy and dreams of success and throwing Benji's out the window. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking that stuff. I'm talking the real dreams that you burn for in the inside of you. Like I used to dream to be Michael Jordan when I was like 14 because sports was my entire world. And as soon as I graduated high school, I could care less about watching a game the rest of my life. Still to this day. That was not a dream. That was just my environment. You know your dreams are the seed of heaven? Let's put this up there real quick. I'm going to get through some of these scriptures and I just, man. Let's go to Isaiah 51, 16. And I've put my words in your mouth. I've covered you with the shadow of my hand that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth and say to Zion, you are my people. And we don't have the, the, the real amplified version for some reason on Pro Presenter, but when, if you go home and you want to look it up the scripture, look it up in the amplified. It talks about laying the foundations of the new earth and the new heavens. When you get a word from the Lord, he's planning the heavens and the earth through you. He's like, Brandon, I got a purpose for you. So I'm putting this dream, I'm putting this anointing, this grace that's gonna help you fulfill it, but I'm putting this dream in you because in that I'm sowing the heavens into the earth. Did you know the prayer on earth that, you know what I'm talking about, on earth as is in heaven. Bill Johnson popularized it. Everyone says it all the time. Every time they pray, on earth as it is. You got like, you got to like, it's like amen now. You got to say it to be spiritual. That and pray for fire. On earth as it is in heaven is actually 
planted on the inside of you. And it manifests in the dreams. And when you step into those dreams, Northgate, the fruitfulness and the multiplication, the reproduction begins to take forth of heaven being multiplied on earth. That's how it comes to earth. It's through his dreams he hides in you. Philippians says, Paul says in the, to the Philippians, to the church in Philippi, he says, he gives you the will to will, he gives you the to will and to do his what? Good pleasure. So if you have a will, if you have a desire to do something like this that you really believe is going to change the world for the Lord, and, and I'm not talking just selfish ambition, I'm talking, you know, it's like, it's going to cost me. It may cost me money. I may be broke doing it, but I, I feel like this is going to change the world kind of thing. There's no ambition tied to it. Guess what? He gave you that desire. That's a dream of God to plant the heavens and the earth. And when we pray together on earth as it is in heaven, we're actually praying for the God dreams that he placed into men as seeds to manifest. We don't even know what we're praying when we say this. Mike had these encounters with dreams like light and jars, like they were splendor and he would take them out and put them in. These are the seeds. These are God's seeds placed on the inside of you that manifest the heavens. Northgate, your dreams are alive. Your seed is alive. In 2022, I told you, I believe we are stepping into the beginning of the fullness of times for us. Do you remember that? How many of you transitioned over the last year, year and a half? Job, you got a new house, new relationship. You got promoted to work. Raise your hand. How many transitioned? Look at that. That's like... Over half the church. How many of you where you're at, but you got more established? You got a raise, you got some things going. Raise your hand. Look at that. Some of you had your hands up both times. Some of you didn't need move to a new job because you're where you're supposed to be. I had to move. I had to like transition that. Twenty twenty two, the year the beginning of the fullness of time, so twenty twenty three, the year of the wind. We're just we're getting blown into pre-designed purpose. And how serious this is, I'm not doing this to boast, trust me. But I, I really feel like I I just randomly text Ben Robbins the other day and I said, How'd the move go? Because he's supposed to be moving. I wasn't sure exactly what day. He's like, I just got in last night all the way to Iowa from Georgia. That's a long drive, especially if you got a lot of stuff. Probably wasn't feeling that. Sp I know I wouldn't be spiritual at all. I'd be in the car. I don't know how far that is. It's got to be crazy. All the way from Covington, because it's 15 hours from here than I was on the other side of us. <clears throat> so he texted me back, just got in last night. And I was like, I just felt this, like, I don't remember what I was doing. I wasn't praying. <laughs> I wasn't being spiritual. I know that. I, I don't, I'm, I don't even know. I have no idea what I was doing. But I was sitting there and I felt that, you know, it feels like a breeze that kind of comes when you get a word of the Lord that starts swirling. So I just, I just sent him a text because I kept feeling stern. I said, may the wind of his destiny blow you and sweep you into pre-designed purpose. He's like, oh yeah, cool. And then he texts me back right after that. He goes, oh my gosh, 
there was barely a breeze and the wind just picked up to 25 miles an hour after you prayed that. I believe the year of the wind is sweeping us into pre-designed purpose. We think wind, we're like, yes, Holy Ghost, party. Yeah, cool. I'm God, you know I love those. But what about the wind? Of the Lord's dreams and destiny has for sweeping you in to pre-designed purpose. Why is it safe to say that here? Because none of us are trying to be rock stars. When I'm saying destiny, I'm not saying you with the championship belt and the ring holding your hands up. I'm saying to, I'm talking to a group of people that have submitted their lives to a father, that have submitted their lives one to another, that come down here when it's inconvenient and seek the face of God throughout the day, throughout the week. That's who I'm talking to. That's not ambitious people. That's people that are hungry. Amen? So I feel it's safe to talk about that because that's not, we're not going after these other things. But we're getting ready to inherit them. Not that long ago, we were doing hot seats up here. And BB was up here. Man, I just feel like it's so onward, dude. I'm not trying to like, you know, but uh, like we're praying into it today. BB had a revelation of resurrected kings. He named his company Resurrected Painting, right? But we're in the hot seats. I just, and I just look at him like, Brandon, I'm cool with the name, but Resurrected Painting is the business, but resurrected king's the frequency. It's the identity, it's the sound. We came here today, we we're praying into this, that the entire north gate would be resurrected kings. Let's go to Romans 5.17 of the Passions. Whew. Death once held us in its grip, and by the blunder of one man death reigned as king over humanity but now how much more is we held how much more are we held in the grip of grace come on in the grip of grace that's like amanda shilling praying over justin and continue reigning as kings in life enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness and the one and only jesus the messiah northgate we couldn't inherit what we wanted to and what we knew we would inherit before we heard the message of righteousness from our apostle. Because every one of us tried to make it happen. Thank God he didn't give me my dreams 10 years ago because I'd build a mega church because that's all I knew. That's what success looked like. Either you're a missionary and you're broke, but you'll see miracles, or you're in America living a good life in a mega church. Amen? If you would have gave us our desires, we'd have a mega church like everyone else. So I thank God he took us through a seven-year process where we can come in here and honestly say it's all about your presence. Northgate, it's time to reign in life as resurrected kings. You're reigning in life where we'll restore everything, including our land and your city. Let's go back to Amos 9. Now we, I read one scripture out of here. Now let's look at the full context. Starting in verse 11. On that day, I'll raise up the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. What are we doing in here? The tabernacle, David is what? They set up a tent, night and day prayer. 
The tabernacle of David, North Gate, is being established here. And repair its damages. I will raise up its ruins and rebuild it as in the days of old. That they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the Gentiles who are called by my name. Says the Lord who does this thing. Who's doing this? Who's fulfilling your dreams? It's him. It's him. You know what? Abraham, his faith got, why his faith got counted? Righteousness, you know what it says in Romans? Because he believed that God was able to perform what he promised. How many of you had someone promise you something and you're like, yeah, right, bro. I saw how you did the last three dudes. <laughs> like, 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 no, then all, no. I know you're going to pay me back double or whatever you're saying you're going to do, but just, nah, man, it's cool. You know what I mean? You just kind of laugh like, no, no, no. This guy's really going to do what he said. And he's the one that does it. Amen. Let's go to 13 there. Behold, their days are coming. We read this earlier. Says the Lord, when the plowman should overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows seed, the mounds shall drip with sweet wine and the hills shall flow with it. And I will bring back the captives of my people Israel. They shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat fruit from them. I will plant them in their land and no longer shall they be pulled up. For I, from the, the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. I keep mixing scriptures up. My mind's not working today. Whew. Your dream, Northgate, when you step into this timeless dimension of abundance, guess what it's doing? Rebuilding the ancient ruins. Have we not seen this in our city? Though none of us really did anything, we, we're, we're not the ones putting home of the rockets, but when we prayed there and Adam Kales got the dream in the old prayer room, he was the first one to break this loose. He's like, I know we're praying for this building, guys. So I remember he came up all kind of quiet. He's like, but, but I just had a dream and I heard his vision or something. He's like, I, I feel like we're going to move the streets, Pearl. And they were like, dang. Yeah, send us the streets, Pearl. <laughs> That's how fast that changed. And then Apostle came in 2016 after that and declared... I'm sending you to the home of the Rockets. You know, after the word from Apostle came out, we got a new school that wasn't there. We got a brand new Rocket Stadium, which we believe revival will take place there. The overpasses now say home of the Rockets. This thing's getting, the whole city's getting tattooed. The plaza we were in over there is now pretty much full from what it looks like. And this one's starting to get full. We got the Axe Story in place. Like, why? All we did was worship. We didn't have to buy the whole city. We didn't have to, listen, if God calls us to, let's do it, dude. I'm all about that. Let's set business up. Let's do it. Let's buy the buildings. But all we, hit, all we did was worship. And guess what? This thing's starting to get rejuvenated. It's starting to fill up. You reign in life and a posture of worship will cause your city to be reestablished and the waste places be made new. And it starts with your home. It's the first place you're responsible for of the land being healed. Business owners. Starts with your business. Are you running it like a reigning king? Are you running it like a poor man trying to make it to the next paycheck, to the next job? Chris Fowleton's taught for years. You, you could take a, 
a poor man and put him in a palace and he'll, he'll destroy it. And I'm not hating on anyone on the system because I was raised on the system. But like, if you ever go into certain projects like I did with my jobs and different things, working with the homeless, you'll, you'll see a brand new spanking new carpet, new walls in, in the house. It'll be destroyed. A lot of the, not every single family is like that, but a lot of the times. Brand new carpet, totally destroyed within a year or two. Why? Because it's the culture they're part of. And they bring that culture into the palace that they just inherited. And guess what happens? It's not because they're bad people. It's just what they know. But like Joseph, if you take a king and put him in a prison, guess what? He'll rule the prison. Right? This transition we're in, your seed's becoming a tree. And I've learned there's places, come on, you can pray in the spirit. There's places I've been in my life. I went to Bethel Cleveland for three years. You know, I went there. It was to get trained and equipped and prophetic and know how to teach it. Yes. But you know, I was going through a dark night of the soul and the Lord sent me to an encouraging church. It was so encouraging. I didn't like it because I felt like, I don't know if they're preaching the full gospel. I was one of those guys. I wasn't King James only, but I was like, it's all encouraging, but there's a lot of correction and rebuke and I'm reading the scripture. You guys ain't talking about and these guys right here openly are talking about smoking pot, and I didn't hear no correction come from the pool. It, sometimes, it, you know what I mean? But I tell you what, there's moments where I was in there, and Steve Witt would walk by and just slap me on the shoulder and give me a little wink and just go, you're going to get through it, don't worry. And I was in a posture of worship, and that moment I was good, but he, it's like he could see through my soul that I was going through a dark night of the soul, and God sent me there for a time to, to but he wasn't a father. Sons don't leave fathers. But there's, there's, there's things in time. I said this over Kevin. There's things that the Lord wants to establish you with with your new job. But that, that's not your destination. You have creativity. And I begin to speak into his life and creativity and just ideas about these creative things and kind of get started. Had no idea he's already fiddling around with some of this stuff. But these internet, I don't know, understand what they're doing. Little communities that draw stuff together. That's cute. That's me. Like, that's cute. <laughs> but when I'm hearing the word of the Lord for that, I'm like, this thing could blow up. Why? Because your seeds are becoming trees of life. Your seeds are becoming trees of life. <sighs> Come on. I remember I used to have a conversation with an old kingdom builder. I was kind of frustrated he wasn't having as much impact as he thought it did. And I said, how much are you paying your employees? He said, 15 bucks an hour. This is years ago, so everyone's making that or more now. So I was, but this is back when it wasn't that bad of money. And I was like, <clears throat> I was like, well, that's 30 grand a year. He goes, yeah. I was like, okay, so if you get 10 guys that tithe, and that's all they did was just tithe, you just sold what? 30 grand of the kingdom. Oh, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, because you're just thinking about the natural eyes. And I, you're not talking about the prayers. You're not talking about the beauty they release when they go in someone's house. We're just talking about sowing back into the local church. We need a kingdom perspective in everything. 
Come on. Even the ones that stretch you a little bit. Mike's got a dream to own a gun shop. I'm convinced it's the Lord. Why? Because I've been in the room a thousand times where he's got the prophetic word. I see him cry. What piece of the kingdom could be expressed? I don't know. I don't know what it fully looks like, but it's not my dream. All I know is the tenderness and tears when he haps and, and he comes like I'm looking at a building. And you know what's happening? Before when it was just a pipe dream and it looked like it was never going to happen, it's now becoming a tree of life in his life. And guess what? He's just weeping before the Lord in thanksgiving. You know, him and I had conversations about it because one thing I can't stand about that whole gun culture is, is come get them, try to take them t-shirts. I can't stand, I want to punch it right in the freaking center of their chest. You freaking hillbilly. And I said to him, I was like, why does every gun t-shirt have to be stupid? And if you're into that, God bless you. Because if they come to your house, you're going to pee your pants. And you're going to run like a little girl and say, take them. You're not, you're not going to stand there. You're not going to do this Timothy McVeigh thing. And you're going to like, you're, you think you're all hard so they grab your 12-year-old daughter. Or they show up with 20 dudes in body armor and bigger guns. And you're going to be like, joint scoob. <laughs> Sorry. Hopefully that helps someone. I'm not just being funny, but, but I, but I said, man, what a perfect opportunity to take. I know a lot of beautiful gun owners, good people, givers, but there's some of those folks that need hope. And one of the biggest things is suicide now, is suicide by gun. So what if the guy going to commit suicide walks into Mike's shop and he begins to get his feelers moving? See, we think it's just about, why would God give him guns? He's want him to hurt people. No, 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 no. Every single perfect, even the guys that wear those t-shirts, they're significant. And some of you in the room have those t-shirts and I love you. I just don't like the t-shirt. It's okay, you can wear it around me. I'm not gonna have you just turn it inside out. I just kind of think it's funny, that's all. But that man that goes to buy the gun to shoot up the school or to kill himself walks in the presence of one, come on, he was walking among seven lampstands and one appeared as the son of man. And he walked into a gun shop and one appeared as the son of man. And hopelessness and suicide begin to fade. Come on, we have to see with kingdom perspectives that your dreams are just more than a business, it's more than a paycheck. It's the kingdom planted in the earth. I'm telling you, some of you sowed so well in the Passover. I'm telling you, your seed is alive. Your seed is alive. And what's different this year is you said, okay, I'm going to trust our pastor. And I'm going to come down late at night and pray. I'm going to come when it's inconvenient during the day. Some of us take time away from our kids. We're going to trust the word and seek the face of God. You know what that does? Seek ye first the kingdom and all of its righteousness. And what? Everything else is being added. Northgate, you sought the face of Almighty God. That can't get more righteous than Jesus. Can't get more righteous than Jesus. What is our apostle taught? You had the same righteousness. Why? Because his was imputed to you. So you're seeking first the kingdom. So guess what's beginning to happen to a lot of us in the room? All else is getting ready to be added. All the years. I remember Joey got a ticket one time and I gave him a hundred bucks just because I felt sorry for him because I knew he didn't have much money. 
and he came over to fix something. I'm like, I'm going to give you $100 because you got a license plate ticket. This dude makes more money than we do. Then all the words for the kids in the women's house, I'm seeing it fulfilled right here. And I remember a pastor one time said, maybe it wasn't home, maybe it was your home. And here you got three kids in foster care and I'm sitting there watching one of them lay hands on people. I see a, a foster dad sit down and put his elbows on the altar right here, just this last week, right here. I see a little foster girl put her hands down and begin to pray. You know, it took me a long time to get Sam to pray with me like that. And he actually didn't do it for me first. He did it for Mama. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching Joe sit there and his foster daughter come in and lay hands. And I see the other one over here laying, stretching his hands, praying for teenagers. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And it hasn't even been, what, a few weeks, a month or two? My God. Why? They sought the Lord. They gave. They served. Now they're living in abundance. They're making the most money they ever had, right? You're inheriting the word, even though it looks different than we originally thought. And then here, the ones that you said no to, pastor's like, no, no, no. And you're like, okay. They said yes on these. Guess what? Guess what we see? The fruit of the yes. We saw it Wednesday night. Is that not the heavens beginning to manifest through the Mitchells? At Kingdom Builders the other night, Tuesday night, pastor asked, how many of you owned your own home before you came to the North Gate? Raise your hand. Let's do it again. If you owned your own house before you came to the North Gate, raise your hand. There's a couple of us. If you, if you afterwards moved in and now you own your own home, raise your hand. Look at that. And this isn't just timing. That's after Dave Ramsey. That's after counseling. That's after prosperity. Armin and Sarah just went through a thing where they were scared. Like, we're getting kicked out of our house for no reason. They're like, we're moving someone else in. And then I looked at him and I said, no, this is God transitioning you to own your own home. And having no idea what I said, pastor called on the mic like five, 10 minutes later. And guess what? You guys closed almost a record time probably. Like I turned around, you're like, we closed. I'm like, no one closes that fast. Usually you got to go back to appraisal at least once because they just want to be, because they forgot to do the paperwork and they're like, all right, send it back down. We need, we need to fix something. Make up something to fix. We could send it back down the line. You're starting to inherit it. You're starting to reign as kings. And I had this thought in the shower today. This is going to mess with some of you. But some of you that are still struggling with some of this, how many wives in here are praying for your husbands to get into a place where they need to be to fulfill some of the words that you have? Like, there's a word over him, and I know it's a word of the Lord, but we're not even that close, and that word's going to benefit me greatly. Raise your hand. There's got to be more than one. I know the words on my husband and on us, and I need him to get in a place of alignment to do that. <clears throat> I know this is the Lord because it just, I was not thinking about this. I was in a shower today and it just like hit me. I don't know why a good revelation always comes in a shower. But I've, I started thinking about these like really great marriage books that I never read. 
that seemed really cool for a minute. And they had these big ideas that everyone talks about. And I don't know how many marriages are saved through them, so I'm not going to criticize them. But, you know, we need love and respect and the five love. These great things are great. The little I know about them, I agree with everything they're saying. But you know what the Lord told me today about marriage? Jesus just wants you to believe in who he is and what he can do. Just let him lead. So ladies, if you have a husband that isn't doing what they're supposed to, this is, I know it's changing gears a little bit, but I just got to throw this in here because the Lord just reminded me of it. Do you actually believe in who he is? Do you actually believe in what he's capable of doing? Then believe in who the man is and believe and he could do what, he, what God said he could do and just let him lead. Because if you don't let him lead and you criticize or nag, you criticize every little thing that he does, he quits believing in himself. And I don't care what any man says. I don't even care if I'm respected. The love, respect thing, God bless it. You know what I care more than that? I don't care. I'm seriously could stand before you. I could care less. I literally laugh when people call us a cult on Facebook. It doesn't bother me at all. I literally laugh. I go, look at these idiots. I was like, they're out doing all this stuff. Well, you know what I'm saying? And like, they're doing all that out there and you're calling me a cult? I'd rather be in a cult than live like what you're doing. Jeez, all you do is go on Facebook and complain about too many car washes and chicken places in the city. That's all you got to do with your time is go out harass the mayor about chicken places and car washes. Then you're going to throw a random cult comment. Come on, man. I remember someone made a negative comment about the barbecue thing and uh, about the corn. I was like, that was the greatest thing on there. So me and Jen were just having fun talking about how good it was. And I clicked on, I went on her profile and the, the, everything that popped up was all negative reviews. And I'm like, hmm, maybe a problem, maybe... There may be a pattern there when you see five reviews and every one of them are one star complaining about something, especially the best dang smoke corn I ever had in my life. I can literally care less what people on the outside feel, but I tell you, the people close to me, if they don't believe in me, it's a big, it breaks me. So, so ladies, here's a lesson in marriage. If you don't believe in your husband, he won't believe in himself. I guarantee it. And if every man's going to be honest with you, he's going to tell you, so every time the socks are a little bit different than the way you'd fold them and you, you have a sharp tongue and you make a little snidey comment, guess what you're doing? You're literally taking a thorn. You're wrapping around the, the, the dream of your own heart. Well, I wish he would get his stuff together but I really can't stand him right now. You know what happened? You'll keep making him. You'll keep slashing him and slashing him until he just gives up. And you'll, you'll literally abort the dream that God placed in him for your entire family. Listen, I'm saying this, but I'm telling you, this is not, I just went on a happy gospel thing for 20, 30 minutes with you. But I'm telling you, some of you that feel stuck, whew, I'm not telling you to celebrate lawlessness and stupidity or, or follow them in a sin. I'm not saying anything like that. What I'm telling you is just the same way you want Apostle or Pastor Jamie to come up and grab you and tell you how beautiful you are and how much you're liked and to come up, your husband wants to hear sometimes 
not what he's doing wrong, but maybe instead of highlighting what he's doing wrong, you take him by the head and say, no, I know who you are. Come on, David Garris, I know who you are. I know who you are. I don't care if I have to pray a thousand times for you, your kids. I know who you are. And I know there's something called blessed nation in you, that it's a seed. And whether you feel it or your sons do, I'm telling you, I believe in you. And I'm not saying Sarah say anything against you. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just feeling it right now. What if we stop criticizing one each other? I'm not saying justifying sin and lawlessness. I'm saying, but why don't we start grabbing people around the neck and go, I know who you really are. I know what they said about you. I know what God has said about you. And this is not who you are. You are a man of God and you don't do it out of spite. You don't do it with a smirk on your face, but you say, you're going to do this for us, Mike Clinton. You're doing this for our family. And you're going to do it for those people that come in and don't have hope and the angry ones and the rage ones that just want to blow stuff up and hurt people. You're going to be there and you're going to be a hope of light. (sighs) Don't you give up on your dreams, Mike Clinton. I've been in the room when our pastor spoke over you. I've been in the room. It's not just a pipe dream. Ladies, I'm telling you, I'm not trying to beat you up. You got to hear me. A man, a lot of men, there's some, I can't say all because some men are, I hate flattery. But a lot of people could, I've been called fat my entire life. I used to bar fight over. Now I just like, you're a punk. You know what I mean? About 20 years ago. You know what I mean? but, I, but if my wife says something to me, it hurts. If someone close to me says it, I can care less about the critics on Facebook. That, I'm serious. It makes me laugh. Like literally laugh. And I feel bad because I'm like, I know it hurts. And pastor's a guy that takes it because that's, you know, he's the head... And I, but, I, but me, I'm like, man, these guys are, you know what I mean? So I don't like it for him, but I'm like, man, but someone close to you says something. For those of you that stuck, take your spouse, take your kids that aren't acting right. Come on. I know there's a story of Armin and Sarah and they came in and they said, that's not who you are. You're still loved. What happened? The troubled teenager who gets in trouble start breaking down and crying. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You know what they're looking to? They're just looking to see. They're just looking to find who they really are. It doesn't justify anything. It doesn't justify anything. So ladies, I'm telling you, the marriage book I'm going to write now, I'm not really writing a marriage book. The Lord showed me today. The bri- our bridegroom is the church says two thi- three things. I want you to believe me, believe in what I said or what I can do, and I want you to let me lead. And some of you feel stuck because you're not letting them lead. Even if you believe in them, you're not letting them lead. Whew. I'm not saying let them lead you into sin or abuse or any of that. But I'm telling you, you'll see this thing start to pop open. Why? Because you're down here praying all day. You know, two things that hinder your prayers, praying for selfish things and quarreling with your spouse. It's the only two things in scripture that hinder your prayers that I've seen. Quarreling with, come on, unforgiveness, greed. (sighs) 
But what happens when we could break through this and stop getting our feelings hurt and just remind each other, not in a sarcastic way, who we really are. Because I see resurrected kings all in this house tonight. I see resurrected kings. Come on, Beth Cutright a few years ago was scared to come to prophetic ignition. She was so under much pressure. So I saw her in the parking lot. She was talking to me about it. Now look at Beth Cutright. Comes on here hours a day, multiple times a week, getting wrecked every single prayer service. Why? Because people just kept, this is who you are. This is who you are. You're going to dance. You're going to do. Now no one has to say anything. Beth just, I come in here. She's dancing in the corner by herself. I come down here and Chloe and Kainer, line in their lines, in their lines. Listen, I know the marriage thing may have been tough, but I'm just telling you what the Lord told me today. And it's not, listen, that's not judgment. I'm just telling you. What if we learn? Husbands, the same thing. What if we get in order? What if we get in devotion? What if we start honoring a little better and not lead them down a path of lawlessness, but give them something that they could follow? Give them something that they could follow. I'm not blaming women for anything. I'm just telling you that we need, if we have these dreams, let's dream together. Because he's getting ready to bring. You know why I'm saying this? It's because I don't want your dream to get filled, fulfilled and then it fall apart because we couldn't have order in the home. A dream fulfilled is a tree of life. We're praying today, and it's been on my heart for a few weeks. Without vision, the people perish. Without vision, the people wander aimlessly. There's sometimes, my marriage is wandering aimlessly. We're just living. I mean, can relate to that. There's moments where we used to dream about going places and having fun. Even if we didn't go, it's just fun to think about. Now we're just like, got to go here, got to go there, got to do this, got to get the work done. And you start to realize it's not bad, but you realize you're not dreaming like you were. And there's something different when you just sit down as a family and you're like, where do you want to go? Where do you want to visit? Why do you want to go there? You just get excited and you're talking about it and you, you stir each other up. And what does it feel like? Come on, I used to teach the homeless, these homeless people, veterans, non-veterans, all kinds of different people. You know what? You know, it's funny when I'd bring this up in a class, I would ask them, have you ever dreamed about what it'd be like to win the lottery? Dude, do you see the smiles? Dudes that wouldn't smile all class. I don't want to be here. But start to grin. What would you do if you won the lottery? Man, I bought my mama house. I'd buy me a house. I don't know. I might just give it away. Can't take it with me. You know what I mean? But every single person, when they start fantasizing about what to do with the lottery, guess what they do? They light up. Why? Just imagine what it could be life if life really could be as good. But I'm telling you, you got something better than a lottery. You got the goodness of God that's allowing your seed to become a tree of life. And I'm telling you, Northgate, your dreams are about to be fulfilled. Some of you sowed in a Passover, and I'm telling you, it's coming like this. And I can't tell you the reaping, overtaking, and plowing. I don't know if it's a crude, a crude interest way or just supernaturally God having that timeless dimension that we've been talking about for months. But I say, who cares? 
It doesn't matter if it's me sweeping accrued, receiving accrued interest or if it's just inheritance coming. All I know is it's coming and it's seeing fulfilled. You know how I know this? My desire for a business has come to a complete halt. I was really beating myself up. I don't even want to do it anymore. And it's not because the business was bad and I had to kind of stop doing that. One, because Jeanette kind of indirectly checked me on it. <laughs> Praise God. But the other one is, when I'm praying, I'm getting downloads for a book. Because in 2022, the Lord told me, build a compass. And I literally looked up how to build a real compass. And I was like, nope, I'm not getting a little floaty thing and a needle in the water. And I'm not, it's just weird science projects. And I'm like, this is not what the Lord's saying. And he's saying, build a compass to him. And I've been getting downloads. And I've been coming in here praying. And one day when I was in here praying the last couple of weeks, I'm praying to my line. There's no one else here. I'm just praying. I turn around. You guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I don't care what you think. So there's a book. You know how you discern angels in the room? I discerned a book in front of me, the size of a man. And it was my book and it was living. To the point I would be tempted to say it was a bean. It's not a bean. I'm not saying that at all. To the point where I was like, that thing's alive. I believe it's alive. I don't think it's a bean. But I literally walked face to face and saw my book. And I was like, and then I'm, I'm come back and I turn around and it's still there. So I text pastor. I'm like, man, I got a download. I got an outline. I walked and I could see as if it was alive. Just let me know when you think, if the timing's right, whenever, and send me into that. He goes, start it now. Why? Because dreams fulfilled, it's a tree of life. It's nothing against the consulting business. There's still, I got a lot of dreams in that. I still got a word for that. But you know what it is? There's something that God's like, I want you to do this first. Because every time I go to start, I would hit a wall. I'll go start it. I got the blue. I, had, I wrote the business plan years ago. Then I had probably five years ago. And every time I'm like, oh, it's getting ready to start. I got another word. It's getting ready. It's getting ready. It's like, nope. I'm like, okay. Why? Because there's something bigger. What is the dream that he planted what part of heaven did he plant in you? What part of heaven? Josh and Jeremy, Wendy, thank you for your hard work. I saw people coming alive in the community. I saw probably some athletics folks, I'm assuming, stay here for hours with us. Stay here at the hours. I saw people from the tattoo shop. I didn't know there was a tattoo shop in here. If your barbecue and all the years of doing it back in the tattoo shop and you guys had one, I still talk about the barbecue to everybody. It's like the first hit, baby. They gave me the first hit of barbecue back at the tattoo shop. And all the other ones have been great, but it hasn't been the same as that first one. I keep fantasizing about it. But I'm telling you, even if all you did, guys, with all the hard work and sweat and tears, we saw fruit yesterday of the community coming together, being a part of family, making connections. Bikers that used to run with Joey's bike thing that he was doing. I mean, just crazy stuff, like people all over the place. I'm like, where are all these people, where are all these people coming from? See, to, so, to, to most people, it's just, it's just a barbecue stand. No, 
It, it's something that brings a community together. It's bringing the community together. And I want to see, you just got to look at it with kingdom eyes. Because you look at the numbers sometimes, you're like, oh, I don't know about that. But when you see the fruit and you have the word, you're like, oh, God's going to make this thing happen. God's going to make this thing happen. Come on, stand your feet. I just want to pray for you tonight. I really had one message tonight, and I know I kind of spoke a little more, but Northgate, your seed is alive. Your seed is alive. Some of you are getting ready to step into the greatest days of your life. You're getting ready to step in pre-designed purpose. God had to reposition you last year and some of you into this year for the greatest fruit and greatest harvest you're going to see. How many of you felt it this Passover? Raise your hand. Like you knew this one was different. Honestly. Some of you got your magic numbers. A lot of you. And some of the numbers are the same. Some of them are different. Some people have 444. Some are doing 333. Some are doing 1717. Like all kinds of cool stuff. And I'm telling you, it's the beginning. But you have to realize that your dream, that your business is not just a dream or a business. It's not just something cool you want to do. It's literally the heavens planted into the earth. And if you make that shift in your thinking, it looks a lot different. You have a lot more faith for it because it's not just something you can walk away from. It's like, Lord, you gave me this. I have a word. This thing has to prosper. I have to hire more crews. Why? Why? Because I got a word. There's something in here. You just have to look at it different. You just have to look at it different. Justin, you just have to look at it different. Just have to look at it different. See, we made candles and the price of wax went up. We never made money on it anyways. And people told us we wouldn't make money when we started. We didn't have a word for that. But you know what I noticed is something was coming out about my wife with endless joy. And endless joy isn't a candle. Endless joy is Jen Thompson. And whatever she puts her hands to, whether it's loving my son before he goes to bed at night, Come on, loving some of you, the order. There's endless joy that pours forth. So I don't care what the product or service ends up being for that company. All I know is just an expression of who she is. Same thing with Redefined Floors. Same thing with the Resurrection Pain. Same thing with Arm and Lucky Music. There's just something different about a man that teaches music and he goes to sell an instrument and he says, this one, you're going to do this and you're going to feel this, but this one, when you feel the keys, you're going to feel the music just flow from your hands. There's something different about a man that teaches music to kind of mirror the emotion and the spiritual element of it. And these kids aren't even looking for it, but there's just something different when he speaks that language, the language of a son that begins to come out that says, there's something more to music than a sound that you're hearing. There's a frequency that's being released when I'm playing. That's the man I want to teach my son to play piano. And he will this next year. In my mind, I'm like, I don't know how it's possible because he can't even tie his shoes, but he's, we got a word at four years old, he's going to start lessons. I don't care if it's Andrew WK, dink, 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 because a man made a number one hit off, dink, 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 then God could use my son to make a worship song. (sighs) 
Is it just a bakery? Chrissy Leonard, I feel like this is a Kingdom Builders meeting. It's not limited to businesses though. You gotta hear me. Is it, is it just a bakery or is it sweet promises? Is it to remind people on their one day of the year that they're important and they're worth? <sighs> Come on, I could have went to Walmart and got some things that taste like cardboard, but I wanted to, I wanted to give you a sweet promise. I could have got some, some swag things over here for $3.99, but, I, but I'm going to spend a little more money because I want you to know you're excellent. And there's, there's a promise attached to it. <sighs> I'm telling you what I told Jen with the candles. When you get orders for these things, I want you to start writing notes and blessings and prophetic words on them. When we started the, the candle thing, she would make these little like cardboard little cutouts. We'd, I'd stamp the paper for her and she'd write like a little prophetic encouragement. Nothing like you're not calling you to the nations or saying this is going to happen. She's not predicting the future. She just sent an encouragement and she would slip it in there. The people would come back, man, I read that. Thank you so much. Come on, bring, bring some hope. I'm telling you, take that and put it in your order and package it, even if it's just for the person that ordered it. And even to write something special, if it's a birthday party, write, pray to the Lord for something. Don't church it up. You don't have to church it up. Just pray and remind someone of who they are and give them hope with a note for the birthday boy or girl that you're doing it to. And watch it begin to shift. <sighs> David, you only have to believe. <clears throat> you only have to believe. Let everything else fall, put it on his hands and let it fall into place. Don't have to stress about vendors. Just hear and obey at any cost and just believe. You're not stuck. You're not stuck with a lease payment. Lord, I pray resurrected life in the rooted oaks right now. I pray resurrected life. It's not a ball and chain. It's not a cinder block wrapped around your shoes. Come on, they're not those cement shoes that Glenn puts people under with. I'm just kidding. I love you, Glenn. Come on, stretch your hands toward David. Just hear and obey at any cost. Just believe. Just believe in yourself. God knows what he, God knew what he was doing when he called you to this. So I say you're able. If you weren't qualified to do it, he would have never gave it to you. Or I should say he qualified you to do it because he told you to do it. That's what I should say. <sighs> Hope I'm telling you the last two times I prayed for you, I'm seeing you run cameras. I'm seeing you in production type thing. So maybe, maybe the tech stuff is right. Maybe it's not to be an administrator. And I know that was a transition point for you because at one time you're all depressed and trying to tell me like, and I was like, I'm laughing. And I'm literally seeing you with like running cameras and running production stuff. <sighs> I would pray about that. And I would submit it to pastor. If you get anything on it about what to do, what to learn, maybe it's not time yet, but I'm just saying it's two different times I've seen you now. You don't need to be behind the scenes in some big place with servers racking things together. I'm not saying you, you can't do that. I'm just saying I feel like you're, you're going to be into production and video because someone has to videotape what God's going to do. We're not showy. We're not trying to do anything. But I'm telling you, I thank God for the book of the North getting. I'm thank you that 
Nika and Jeanette transcribe those because now we can go back and review the promises. Now we'll have historical record when people learn how to do the video production side of stuff. More than what we do now. Come on. Pray in the spirit. Come on. I'm telling you, I don't see Hannah in the room. I don't know if they're in the back, but I, but she makes these things and it never really hit me what she did until she came to the one harvest fest and had a tree trunk with some stuff engraved on it. And it hit me like a ton of bricks and it reminded me of the memorial stones before they crossed over into the promised land. And it hit me, man. And I was like, I kind of want one of these. I don't want one for my house because I don't know what I'd do with it. Probably trip over it every morning and get mad at it, throw it something. But I'm telling you, these are memorial stones. So Lord, I just bless Hannah Yelton right now. That's not just a little side hustle. That is, oh, she's crazy. You're giving hands, you're giving clay to the potter to create memorial stones before you to remind people of who they are and what you said about them. And when people are frustrated and they want to give up, they'll look at those little stumps and those little wood things that she makes. Come on, like the things she just made cookie for his house. And they'll look and they'll remind, this is who I am. And Lord, I pray a prophetic spirit, a prophetic anointing over her when she creates these things for individuals. She gets, it's like a prophetic picture that she gets, that she carves in woods that reminds people, this is who I am. <clears throat> this is who I am. And I don't have to be anybody else because I'm fully yours. Northgate, are you ready for the time of your life? Are you ready to dream of ways to give it away? Is it not in the word from our apostle? Is it not what we're calling the book of the Northgate? Is it not? Has pastor not read it a million times to us? Are you ready to dream of ways of giving it away? Are you ready to bring hope into a gunshot? Some of you have a dream just to be a housewife. I just say, do it, Lord. Bless their spouses with so much abundance that they could just sit home and enjoy being in the presence of raising their kids up in a way. If that was you, I'd be praying for your husbands. Promote him, promote him, promote him, give him wisdom. Make, let him make the connections. Let him believe in himself, Jesus. Let him make every necessary change until that is fulfilled. Come on. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Come on, Leah Kale's don't work in the school system because that's a career path she chose 20 years ago and thought it was cool in high school that she wanted to help kids out. No, 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 no. She's a voice. She's a voice in the classroom, God. She's there when kids have nobody else to go to, Father. God, I pray boldness over her. I pray abundance over her. I pray boldness and light to come out. I pray words will proceed from her mouth like sweet honey, God. Like sweet honey into the ears of those kids. For every last one is significant. 
Come on, if any leaders, do you have anything you want to come up? I don't feel just the call just yet. Keep praying the spirit for a couple more minutes. I know God did the altar call thing earlier. It was awesome. Come on. Did it, it, Mike or Ash? You got Ed, Steph, Joe. Did it, Bibi? Lord, I thank you for the wind blowing people in a pre-designed purpose tonight, God. I thank you for the seed that was sown. Come on, I keep thinking about that, that scripture that says, when you cast your seed upon the waters, your bread will come back to you. I thank you, Lord, that the seeds are alive in this house, that they're becoming dreams fulfilled. They're becoming trees of life. So I call resurrection life right now. Come on. It's every kingdom builder. It's every marriage. Come on. It's every career. Some of you are happy where you're at. And don't, don't, you're, you got it pretty good. You don't want to leave. That's okay. I pray he prospers you in that. I pray he prospers you in that. Come on. God, switch our way of thinking and stop thinking it's just something cool or something for a paycheck, but it's something that's establishing a new kingdom, a new earth, a renewed earth and a renewed heaven on the earth, God. Mike said something earlier when he said, I feel like we're in a kingdom builders meeting. Well, we are. We're all kingdom builders. You don't have to have a business to be a kingdom builder. That's what they call the business owners here at Northgate. But each and every one of you, every day, you're a kingdom builder. Amanda at Gabe's, you're a kingdom builder. You have a piece in all of this. And I feel like there's people in the room that think I'm not a business owner. I don't have a piece in this. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You are a kingdom builder everywhere that you set your feet because everywhere that you step is blessed and Lord has called you to be exactly where you are. So Lord, I pray right now that we begin to see the significance in our everyday lives, that everywhere we walk, we understand that we are significant, that the path that you've laid before us, that you've laid before us, that we will reach the people that we're supposed to reach, Abba. I thank you that we are kingdom builders and that we bring something to the table every single day. Lord, let us see how significant our seed is, how significant our words are, how significant our lives are. Even if we stay at home right now and we're a stay-at-home mom, let them realize how significant that they are, that they bring something every time they open their eyes. Every morning has been new with new mercies and new grace for you to do what you've been called to do. You are a kingdom builder. I sent this to my wife today. just being me and loving on her when she was out running around my daughter to a softball camp today and uh, just a little bit of reminding her of who she was but it's titled to my wife and I told Mike the more I read this is he started hitting on marriages and relationships Jesus is our bridegroom so I'm going to read this to you guys like the way I looked at it my wife but Jesus reading it to the family says to my wife, you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and loved more than you know. If I could give you one thing in life, I would give you the ability to see yourself through my eyes. <sighs> Only then would you know how special you are to me. You are my sunshine. <sighs> 
So Yahweh, I ask for that on behalf of all of us. I ask for that for our city, that the people who live in this city would begin to see themselves the way, to see themselves with your eyes, that our kids in the school that feel lost and hopeless would see themselves the way you see them. That you would just flood our hearts with your love. Come on, less under that. If your spouse is in the room, get face to face with them right now. And if you don't have your spouse, if you got kids here, come on, we don't have to, for those moments, we don't have to apologize. We don't just, we don't have to do anything. We don't have to think of the past. Just at this point, look up, just look them in the face and just tell them who they are. And if your spouse is in the room, but you have kids there, speak into your kids and remind them who they are. Come on, if it's a new day and it's a new walk, it's a new day and a new walk for our marriages, amen? That we won't curse and entangle our own dreams being fulfilled. That we don't cut the limbs off the whole tree of life. I'm telling you, we said in the very beginning to a handful of people, I feel the trunk of sonship thickening. Did we not need you? I felt the sun, the, the trunk of sonship thickening so it could hold the branches of function, the branches of what we function in, the weight of that held by that trunk of, that thickening trunk of sonship so more fruit could happen than we've ever seen. Come on. Don't let your words take an ax to the roots of your spouse's tree any longer. Lord, forgive us. Today is a new day. We're not going to look past and we're not going to love keeps no record of long. We're not going to hold it against each other. We're just going to move forward and grow in this new degree of beloved sonship and daughtership. We're going to see dreams fulfilled become tree of life. And even in moments, even though we've been plowing for years, it's going to come like this for some of us. Thank you for listening to this message from the North Gate. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.